The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, apparently you guys are a little bit shy to talk about any experiences of what you've seen. Uh, Mike did call, uh, text in, and this was his story. He said he saw a, a, a white chalk-like series of concentric rings hover over me for a few minutes and then fly off silently in a summer afternoon sky when I was about four in Cape Breton. It was before I even knew what a UFO was. A friend said he could, couldn't could find me during this time, although as far as I remember, I was standing in the middle of a dirt road of our trailer court, 1975. Uh, this one, I saw a UFO in Mexico in November 2017. It was way out in the stars, going very fast and changing direction slightly to avoid stars, perhaps, but not going in very straight lines. I saw it for several seconds. Definitely not a meteor. And then I remembered this website. So the, the one group that we were talking about um, is based in um, in Manitoba, Ufology Research. There is an Alberta-based group as well, and I had interviewed mm. these guys before. And it's um, AUF. So UFO ET Research in the province of Alberta. The website is auforg.ca. And some of the recent sightings that they have seen, and this one, January 28th, 2018... Details of buzzing UFO not seen but heard. I was I was out on my patio and heard a buzzing sound or pulsing sound and wondered where it was coming from in the building. It's a three-story condo with 130 units. The sound got louder coming towards me, I guess, until the craft passed over or near the building. At first, I thought it was a sound coming from the building and wondered what it was, but I soon realized it was not a building sound but something flying overhead. When it passed overhead, I heard a whoosh sound. Not a conventional engine sound at all, just buzzing or pulsing. There was no lights that I could see on the craft. All right. Uh, I know we do have a caller. Before you go, got this email at andrew at 630ched.com. What's your email address? jlynn at 630ched.com. From Dylan, I do believe in aliens. I was driving back from Calgary many moons ago, 3 a.m. I'm driving... 34th Street from Ellerslie Road, way back before the Henday was around. I was going 90 kilometers an hour in the 60 zone. Then all of a sudden, my car is lit up with a bright light. I was tripping out, so I said, I'm not getting probed tonight. I went <laughs> up to 120 kilometers. Now, this is a back road back then. Then my car was lit up again, so I went faster and pulled off the road, looked around, and saw the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know the city had a helicopter. <laughs> Brian's on the phone. Hi, Brian. Hi, how you doing? Good. Good. What's your story? Uh, just back, but probably in the late 70s, we were over uh, having a family uh, party over at my grandparents' place, and there was a bunch of us out playing uh, football out in the uh, front yard. And all of a sudden, there was this, this red, like, I guess it would be an orb-shaped light, and it was just silently moving across the sky, and it seemed fairly low. And all of us just kind of stopped, and we're just watching this thing as it slowly goes across the sky. And then as it gets to uh, the south of us, we're watching it just stop dead still. And then it does a like a zigzaggy motion down towards the ground, and then just zoom as fast as, fast as anything you've ever seen, just straight up in really? the air and gone. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I couldn't tell you what the heck it was. And so the conversation after that was like, "What was that?" It, pretty much, yeah. And, and a lot of a lot of stunned like silence, like, um, <laughs> "What do we say? <laughs> Who do we tell?" Like it was. Well, I wanted yeah, was, to ask you that. Wrong. So, who do you tell? 
Well, kind of went and told the, the, the parents, but, you know, being a family party, they were kind of inebriated at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were seeing things flying around. <laughs> but you've never forgotten it, all. yeah. Never. No, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Brian. Appreciate it. no problem. Thank you very much. That's that's really interesting. Uh, Some more calls coming in again. The 4960063 is the phone number here. Uh, A couple more things. A triangle-shaped object flew from north heading south. No noise, no lights. Only reason I noticed it was the reflection of ground lights were shining on the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. I had this story uh, from days ago, actually last week, but it seems appropriate. Uh, there's a couple in central Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania. They did uh, a bunch of bath salts. I think that's a drug, right? Yeah. Uh, they convinced themselves they were being abducted by aliens. They saw tiny lights blinking in the sky, thought they were alien laser beams uh, that were somehow trying to track them. So they pulled out a gun and began firing at the objects in the air. Uh, then they started banging on people's doors, asking them to call 911 because they were being followed by aliens. Uh, the police showed up, were able to confirm that they weren't being followed by aliens. It turned out the lights in the sky were fireflies. <laughs> Never seen a firefly before. <laughs> police also uh, tacked on burglary charges because they did at some point break into someone's house to hide. Aye, aye. Uh, Aaron says, hey guys, we saw some things we could not explain in Afghanistan over uh, Masamgar. We had no closed air patrol over the area at the time. It just makes no sense and it still gives me the creeps. Uh, and this one, the universe is vast, billions upon billions of galaxy stars and planets. It's completely foolish to think we're all alone. It's also foolish to deny that the uh, ETs don't possess the technology to visit us. They are likely far more advanced. Um, is this a new call? It's a new call. It is. Hi, Brian. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to call in because uh, the previous Brian, his story is exactly the same as mine. Wow, mm-hmm. really? But uh, mine was in the uh, late 90s, I guess. Okay. And uh, I've heard, like, on uh, the shows at night, I forget what it used to be called, where people would call in. Coast to coast. Yeah, remember. Coast to coast. It was amazing how many people told the same story. And the, the thing that makes it remarkable, I think, is that when the object finally departs, like, nothing worldly could take off that fast. That fast. It's like, uh, you know, on Star Trek when they hit warp speed. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't think that's explainable to anything that we know on Earth. Hmm. That's just thought I'd just pass that along. Thank you for sharing, Brian. Appreciate it very much. Four nine six zero zero six three is the number to call if you have a, a sighting that you want to talk about. Uh, I just uh, I always think this stuff is, is really quite interesting. A couple of texts. Spencer says, you want to hear an alien story? In Edmonton in 1968, my grandfather was innate at the time. People saw three light beams at night over a graveyard in Edmonton. My grandpa and a bunch of his friends went to see the graveyard. They found three burn spots that went over six feet deep and they were three feet wide. They all took samples. It was tested at a lab and the rocks uh, were apparently burnt at over 1,200 degrees Fahrenheit. It was in the newspaper if you want to check it out online. Hmm. <laughs> Hi, Sue. Hi. What's your story? Uh, 20 years ago, I uh, went out to look at a property yeah. at Spring Lake to buy and um, it didn't look good. Uh so a friend of mine and I, uh, it was late one night in, in winter and we came out here just to, you know, sit, sit by the property. 
Okay. And I sat in the car and just waited for and And I was sort of down. And I was sitting in the car looking at the house. And, um, and this orb came over the house. And, and I was absolutely just painful. Yeah, how long did it last for, Sue? Oh, God, 10 minutes. Wow. 15 minutes. And then just took off? It did this figure eight over wow. the house. Hmm. And, uh, and she came back in the car and I said, look, it, you know. Hmm. And we got out of the car and we, we watched it. Wow. Thanks. For- she was just blown away and so is I. Yeah, I guess so. Wow, Sue, thanks for sharing. Appreciate that one. Is this another Brian? We've had three yeah. Brian's back to back here. The aliens Hi, Brian. seem to like Brian. Yeah, you guys Brian's <laughs> be careful. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good. What's going on? Um yes, uh it was a couple years ago and uh it was around the exhibition time and um I was just like taking pictures of the fireworks. Yeah. And so I pointed the camera uh, higher than the fireworks, about maybe 10,000 10, feet. Yeah. And I didn't see with my eyes, but I saw it on the camera. It came into view, and then it came... I thought at first I thought it was maybe it was part of the show. It came into the thing, into the ca- uh, into my lens, and then it went it went away. And then I looked at it again and again and again, and I realized it's not part of the show or the, uh, the, um, the exhibition show. And, yeah, I've seen one right here in Edmonton. What was the shape you know? of it, Brian? It was like just like you see on TV, the disc. It was like it was a, a round disc. one. Yes, just like you see in the movies. Seriously, it was just one just like that. Did no you ever? T- did you ever tell anyone besides us? Um, I've told other people, showed friends and stuff, and uh, yeah, they was kind of raw. They kind of like you know. But yeah, I had a picture of it, and I showed people, and yeah, I told a few people. I didn't tell too many people. <laughs> First time on the radio, so <laughs> mentioning about it. Well, Brian, <laughs> thank you for sharing. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's a true story, though. Just let you guys know. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Okay. A couple of texts coming in. We'll get to them. And hi, guys. I grew up uh, two and a half hours southeast of Edmonton. We lived on Acreage outside a small town. We had some old barns on the property with only two yard lights. I was about 10 years of age at the time. And right after dinner, I was helping my mom do the dishes. I looked out the window to the back of the property and I saw a large ball of light between the two barns that was hovering about eight feet off the ground. I called for her and she saw it as well. Then we called for my dad to come and see it and it disappeared in an instant. That's from David. Hmm. Dads can even scare UFOs away. They can. Someone's just glad my name isn't Brian. There <laughs> <laughs> hmm. you go. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, my wife just texted me. Yes. To say that her brother... Mm-hmm saw a UFO. Not a lot of details here. Um, He had an encounter at Pigeon Lake in the 70s. What makes that interesting? His name? Brian. Brian. (laughs) Okay, I think we're on to something. We are on to something. I think we're seriously (laughs) on to something. Okay, well, just like all of you, we had a really good laugh about the... uh, ad placement uh, after talking to all the Brian's and the UFOs. Yeah. Hey, Thank you Brian. for all the texts. That was hilarious. I was like, three, two, one, cue the text. <laughs> no kidding. All right, switching gears here, but thank you for everyone who uh, shared their story. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was an article in a uh, website. What did I call the website? Kind of, I think called Cheat Sheet or something. Yeah, like yeah. It's uh, sort of a, you know, a cultural kind of slice of life, uh, pop culture type uh, website. And they had collected 
10 embarrassing things, uh, a list of 10 embarrassing things you should never order at a restaurant. You're pretty much saying that you're being judged whenever you order this stuff. Yeah, and they gave reasons for that yeah. judgment. And I went through the list and thought, oh my goodness, I am guilty of a lot of these, or at least I'm in the company of people who are guilty of a yeah. lot of these, my wife. Um, but you be the judge. I'm not okay. going to do them in reverse order because they make more sense in, in order. So the number one thing was to be in a restaurant and order a well-done steak. And here's the reason. There, they say there is a little less devastating to a chef <laughs> than taking a beautiful ribeye or filet mignon, a filet mignon and having to prepare it well done. It takes... It, it cooks the, the flavor out of it or it ruins yeah, but the, the moisture. The thing is... is it's not about the chef, the chef here, unless you're at a really fan. Like if you're at a right. really, really fancy place, I would, I would think twice. But at the end of it all, it's, I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. I'm paying for it. That's the way I like it. I'm going to order it that but I've, way. I have certainly heard uh, that before from chefs. Like when you and so order, I'm saying they won't cook it more than right, exactly. Or yeah. people who start to put salt on their food before they've tasted it, that it kind of throws the chef off because you're assuming that he, did, he or she did not season it properly. Can I, can I tell you something? Like I know I go to restaurants where they don't even have salt on the table yeah. and then I'm to ask for it to ask for it and I always say I'm sorry but I'm going to need salt I'm a salt <laughs> hound right I, I like my salt well it's funny because in the United States we always order our burgers well, well done. done and as soon as we do they ask if we're Canadian yeah well, it's because I like my burgers cooked. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, by the way, according to an unrelated report, the charred exterior of well-done steak is mm. actually directly, directly, uh, directly linked to compounds associated with fostering Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah. So whatever. anyway, uh, but listen, as insulting as that may be to chefs. Um, it's even more insulting to ask for ketchup with yeah. that well-done steak. And ketchup and steak? Well, I, I do that. Tr- Donald, do you eat ketchup on your steak? Sometimes, not often. Donald Trump is a big ketchup and steak guy. He's a well-done steak yeah, and ketchup, and ketchup guy. guy yeah. but, I, uh, but the idea is that you're putting the flavor back in that would have been there had you not oh, ordered actually, it well done. Actually, to be honest with you, probably put some of the moisture <laughs> exactly. in as well. I haven't done ketchup and steak, no. So, so far... HP sauce or sawmill steak sauce. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. But again, that could be an insult to a uh, chef who uh, believes they've they've seasoned it perfectly for you and shouldn't require it. So I'm not uh, guilty. I'm a medium guy, medium to medium rare guy, but I have put ketchup on steak. So for now, I'm one out of two. Uh, I'm definitely two out of three after this one, as are many of you. Asking for ranch dressing mm. to dip anything in, yeah. but specifically pizza, and they're saying that it's become... A practice, it's its almost an epidemic, they called it, that you order a little side of ranch dressing to dip your pizza my, my in. My hot wings? But they're my saying, crispy hot wings, yeah. Right, and I, I'm guessing that, you know, at a, you know, a, chain, a, a chain restaurant, they don't care. In fact, they offer it, right? But if you're going to a place that really considers themselves to be gourmet pizza... You may be insulting the uh, the chef once come on, again. Gourmet pizza. Yeah. It's not my list. I know, but here's the thing. Yeah, uh, you know what? Get rid of the blue cheese dip sauce. Yeah, who well, orders who, that? Who likes blue cheese? Isn't that the ranch that's gone bad? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they just relabel it. <laughs> uh, and how about this one? And I'll add to it: strawberry daiquiris. Uh, they say mai tai, strawberry daiquiris, pina coladas, Long Island iced tea, all of those drinks. They're a huge hassle for bartenders to create. So when a bar is really busy. Ordering those drinks holds up everybody's order because yeah, there's so yeah. many components to the drink. Then don't put it on the menu. Okay, but you're don't be mad at me. I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying. I will. I said I would add to that. Uh, a lot of times in comedy clubs, 
people will be upset that they don't have either these drinks or that they don't have frozen drinks. Yeah, why? Duh, come on. The noise that's associated with the drink, right. So uh, asking for a fork to eat your pizza at number five. Mm. Again. Some people are saying that, you know, in America, our pizza (laughs) is made to eat with your hands. Yeah. Not all of us like to eat pizza with our hands. So I'm guilty. Let's see. Well done steak, no. Asking for a side of ketchup, yes. Ranch dressing, yes. Strawberry daiquiris, yes. Asking for a fork to eat your pizza, yes. I've eaten a pizza with knife and fork. It depends on what's on it and how thick it is and where I am and who I'm with, right? Uh, Asking for a fork at an Asian restaurant. Definitely guilty of that. I don't oh. even try. Yeah, chopsticks are, are tricky. My whole family does chopsticks, yeah, and I, I do I, not. Yeah. And what they're saying is, try the chopsticks. Oh, I'll try them, and but then, then it, I, I want to yeah, eat. And if it doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, here's one I'm not guilty of, but I hadn't even thought about. Ordering hot tea. And again, here's the reason, because tea is not expensive. But it's time-consuming. The server has to wait for you to decide which of the teas you want. Then they have to put together, you know, the smorgasbord of hot water, sweeteners, um, whatever. No, just... It, they're, they're not going to... It's it's more work than it's worth for really? them, but they'll Some do hot it. water in a, in a box where a bunch of tea bags are? Come on. <laughs> well, you are just... Anything... Oh, anything vegan at a non-vegan restaurant... Mm. I've not experienced this and I don't I don't, you know, partake in it, but I've seen it from the other side. I've seen I've I've met a you know, a friend who goes in a restaurant and then criticizes the lack mm-hmm. of selection for it. And it's like, yeah. well, this isn't a vegan restaurant. Yeah. Like what do you want them to do? And it's funny because I saw another story the other day, uh, no particular source, but it was trending on Reddit about a lady in Subway who it demanded that the subway artist change their gloves before making her vegan sandwich because it had touched meat. it had touched meat at which he was happy to do but as he's changing the gloves and she's telling him what goes on the sub she said mayonnaise and he said well just so you know mayonnaise isn't vegan and she was like what do you mean and he's like well it's, that's got eggs in it so and the woman apparently lost it like just she'd been living a lie all these years Jed's been waiting patiently. Hi, Jed. Hey, guys. If you're going to Papa John's Pizza, a ranch in the box, Andrew, that comes with ranch in the box for your pizza. Well, there you go. And Royal okay. Pizza, I know, my, my pizza place. Mm. Here's, what, here's one for you for Vegas. Yeah. So we're at this la-di-da restaurant at Caesars, and this buddy of mine, his wife, she sent it back three times Oof. for meat. And the third time, the waitress sort of rolled her eyes and she looks right at the waitress and she goes, really, I'm sending it back. <laughs> <laughs> How much spit can you get on a burger, I guess, is my next mm. question. Was it the burger? Was it a burger? No, no, it was a steak. Steak. Oh. She wanted it well done, like you guys were saying. Yeah. And it went back three times. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> the third because this chick just rolled her eyes. And she looked her right straight in the face and she said, Really? It's going back again. Well, good on her for being determined to know sure. what she likes. I like it, Jed. Thanks. And quickly, Lindsay, you want to talk about blue cheese quickly? Yeah, just a quick story there. Of my dad, or when I was younger, my me and my dad would sit down to a movie and he'd bring out a big block of blue cheese and crackers. And we'd eat the whole thing. Boy. <laughs> I know some people like it, but hey, hey, hey. Do you like it, Lindsay? Oh, definitely. If I go to a restaurant, 
I'll order blue cheese salad dressing, <laughs> but I'm not allowed to have it in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling, Lindsay. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.